Welcome to another episode of the official podcast of The Unsexy Startup. This is the platform that unites founders and talks about what it truly takes to build a company and not just the highlights. With your host, Samai Parikh, and a huge thanks to Raj Singh for helping me put this podcast together. In this episode, we have Alejo Verlini, co-founder and head of product design for BlueSmart, on to talk about what his journey was of creating his company, the emotional turbulence he had to go through, along with the financial troubles, and how he's developed grit and resilience. BlueSmart is the next level in travel products and smart luggage, with products that have completely revamped how we travel. I'm excited about the luggage. It's all integrated with your phone through its app. That lets you charge the phone, track where your bag is, and even lock the bag from the phone. And that's just the surface of what BlueSmart's capabilities are. Ranging from duffel bags to suitcases, BlueSmart has caught the eyes of many celebrities as well, including Tony Hawk, Shaq, Usain Bolt, and that's just to name a few. But let's not hold the listeners up anymore. Alejo, thanks for hopping on the show, my man. The listeners are in for quite a story today. Thank you for having me, Samai. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome, um, man. So let's let's dive right into the questions, Alejo. So you had another company before this, NSNC, and you were running that for quite some time, about 11 years. Tell us about your transition into BlueSmart and how you came up with the idea with your co-founder, Tommy. Uh, sure. I mean, my background is industrial design and... Within my agency, we used to do product design, service design, um, service innovation, UX, UI development. And for more than 10 years, I was, you know, every month traveling around visiting my clients in the US, in Europe, uh, in South America. And I mean, my, my second home was the airport most of the time. And, you know, one of the things that happened to me is that I was putting all my, you know, my thinking and my, my energy into, you know, service and design and product and, even though I love it, there was always a customer's, you know, decision on what to do, what not to do without, you know, e- even with my recommendations. And I, I wanted to do something that I could build myself, you know, for me. And the, the major pain point that we had with Tommy, who was one of my customers, was traveling. He used to travel a lot also to China and to U.S. with his customers. And we started talking about, you know, how, you know, travel was supposed to be enjoyed and how much we love travel. And it was a very complex and disconnected experience within, you know, airport services, uh, allocation, transport, uh, money. There's a lot of things that you have to put in, you know, in order, you know, to have a good trip. And your suitcase is always there and it's something that can be lost and it can ruin your trip. So why don't we do a suitcase that you can track anywhere in the world? And we started with that tipping point, you know, with the, the fact that we could, we could make a suitcase that is impossible to lose. That was the first, you know, thing that we say, okay, we can make that. We can build it. Let's do it. And when we started with that process, it took us to another place, you know, making software, making another services on top of the suitcase making different products that connect each other, you know, to solve other problems. And, you know, basically that's, that's how we started. We were traveling and complaining about the products that we were using and trying to make them better. And under BlueSmart, what do you feel was the sexiest moment and how did that feel emotionally? I think that, you know, after a year of, we, we build a small team, we work for one year on the concept, the research, the development, the design, the technology, the prototypes. And then we did a, small video with friends and family and we launched a crowdfunding campaign and it was you know one year working in the shadows basically nobody knew about our project because we were very secretive and we launched in uh, indiegogo the crowdfunding platform and 
you know, the day, the night before lunch, we were having dinner and it was like, okay, maybe, maybe nobody will like this. And we've been working for a year, you know, just because we, we thought we had an idea and believe me, we worked day and night for 12 months and it was six hours before the lunch. We were still thinking this is a stupid idea probably. And, yeah. and then we launched and I think it was on the first day that we, in the first two hours we reached the goal and then in the first day we, we raised half a million dollars and then in the in the campaign we we received more than 10,000 orders from 114 countries so i think that was like i don't know if it was the sexiest but it was the most you know everybody who told us for that year hey guys i don't know if that's such a good idea you're working too much for a project that maybe doesn't work you know everybody came back and said you know there was something clearly that you were doing right and that was pretty awesome basically that's crazy. crazy. You didn't you didn't even expect that. Like overnight, like that was just like because you guys were like sitting no. there, you were you were kind of scared and like thinking, oh my god, this may not work. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. nuts. That's not so. Leo, let's let's switch to the unsexy stuff. Since we're all about highlighting the lowlights and the real magic behind scaling a company, you're diving into this new territory and you have to transition into Hong Kong to start the production of your travel products. Tell us about the unsexiest time you had making this transition. I think that the, I mean, the, even before that, the most unsexy part of it within that first year, first year was that in order to, you know, we, we had to kind of said no to everything that we were doing, but we couldn't because we had no idea if what we were doing would work before the campaign. So for that, you know, for the last six months on the first year, the, I think that the, the most unsexiest moment was everybody telling us, you cannot have, you know, two different jobs just because you think you have an idea and, you know, kind of fighting ourselves against the rest of the world, basically, uh, because we truly believed on something. And then, you know, when we launched, there was like that sexy moment, as you, as you said, then we realized that, oh, fuck, now we have, you know, it, it felt awesome for 10 days and then it was okay, now we have a commitment with 10,000 people from 114 countries. And and suddenly we realized of all the things that we never, you know, thought about, like uh, manufacturing big scales um, will have to be in Asia to actually uh, control the quality. We'll have to ship and deal with customs and laws from 114 different countries. Uh, we will have we, we were having customers with different 14 different languages. We were having people reaching out in Japanese, Korean, Chinese, uh, German, French, Italian, and we couldn't give them response. So every everything you know condensing like one second. And I think that the thing that got us through that was that okay, the only thing that matters here is that we ship a good product on time as we promised. So we kind of decided to move to Hong Kong. We were 11 people. Then we built a, a, a little, a slightly bigger team and we move everybody with, to Hong Kong with our wives, with our girlfriends and, you know, everybody quit their jobs. And I think that was like pretty rough because it was a jump of fate. You know, it was a leap of faith for everybody to believe that that could work basically. That's crazy. So, so tell the listeners about your campaign on Indiegogo, and, and it's crazy. I think it's about two million plus in funding now, and, and that was within. And this is the the next campaign, and you guys funded real quick on your website, and and you told quite a story from Tommy's uncle laughing at the idea and not funding you guys to starting the journey. But how did you guys get 
create that production because, and I'll link the campaign within the description, but that was an amazing campaign. But tell us, tell the listeners about that campaign. I think that the, the, um, the first campaign we did was three years ago and it was all related to the first smart suitcase, the world's first smart suitcase. And it was all about the, you know, the, the novelty and the innovation and the, you know, how about putting technology into suitcases. So we have, you know, a lot of support from people who truly believe in innovation and change and disrupting an industry and making things better and using technology to improve products. And for this second campaign, we talked a lot with, with, with our users basically uh, during the past year. And we realized that everybody, you know, the, the, the travelers that use our products are actually, they, they love challenges. You know, I think that we have a very strong connection with our users in that sense. They are travelers, but they're not travelers in the, in the traditional sense. They are travelers who also have this idea of, they, they have their own mission in life. You know, everybody that uses a blue smart is someone that has, you know, they have a goal. There are people who are, you know, fighting cancer. I don't know, photographers who want to actually document something that is impossible to document and they need to travel to go there. Uh, founders of other startups, uh, software startups, hardware startups, people who are, you know, they have their own mission and they are fighting the world or, or the, you know, the, the status quo or whatever, how you want to call it. And then they have to travel to do that. And they feel you know, like Blue Smart is, is a product that is there with them, you know, joining you know, as a companion, as an assistance when they're going through their mission. And when you, when you have like an ambitious goal in your life, I think that pretty sure to say that you will have enemies and you will have a lot of people saying that it's uh, what you're doing makes no sense basically, and you shouldn't do it. And in our case, you know, because we were kind of a little bit crazy or a little bit rebels uh, for everybody that said no to us. Uh, we had more, you know, we were more willing to do it, you know? And I think the uncle was very clear that, you know, at the very early stage, we, we had, you know, we needed money and we went to friends and family because we had a PowerPoint, basically a PDF with, with a keynote. This uncle, this Tommy's uncle, actually, he, we asked him for money and he said, no, um, it was a, it was a stupid idea. And we went out of that meeting with more intentions to do it. And we never told that story. We just, you know, remembered a few months before launching the campaign and we said, it sounds pretty, you know, pretty honest. That was exactly what happened. And that's exactly uh, why people like what we do. I love it. It's like when someone says you can't do it, it's just a motivation to do it even more. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. And, and, and what was going through your mind when you were sleeping in the factory in another country to get this company going? I think we have, we have the ability of not thinking too much, which is kind of a gift. It can be, it can, it can go wrong, but you know, as long as you are, you know, with, um, with the people and, and a team that it's a little bit crazy as you, you don't feel alone. Uh, of course, there were some nights that, um, it sounded, I don't know, we had, for example, that we had a night in which, you know, we were just working for four months on developing some plastics for the electromechanical lock and, you know, invested a lot of money and we were, you know, pretty sure that everything was going to go smoothly. And then we did some tests and the tests arrived at 11 PM and everything was, everything failed and we had to restart. And I was like, we're in the other side of the world. Nobody speaks our language. We cannot even connect to, you know, Facebook or whatever. And 
you know, everything went wrong. I don't know when I was going to live here <laughs> and probably never, you know, everything falls down and I don't know. Then you go to bed and you have a drink. And then you keep- <laughs> <laughs> we we were pretty clear into work hard, play hard, and we had fun, you know, at the same time while we were working. Yeah, so you have to keep that uh, balance. Yeah. And that leads into my next question, Leo. If, if founders have to go into a new territory, just like you did, to start a company or develop a product from your experience, how would they be able to better handle the challenges of being in a new environment? Um, I think that the, the, the challenges of going in a new environment, I think that... The first main question is, who is your partner? Are you are you are you guys you know willing to go together to the other side of the world? I mean, not we went literally to the other side of the world, but I mean, are you willing to go together till the end? You know, and never give up. That you have to be in the same page there. You know, the only way to do that is to actually know pretty well who you are doing this with, you know, with the, with the good and with the bad things. It doesn't make, you know, I have my problems, don't have these problems. I have my good things. He has his awesome things. And as long as you are, you know, in the same page of, you know, who you guys are and you trust each other. And that's, that's, that would be like my first thing because when shit hits the fan, when everything goes down and wrong, that's when, you know, that's the only moment, you know, if you're going to, you know, keep living or not basically. And that will be the first thing. And then the second thing will be to always keep listening to other stories, basically. And do, you know, do with it, do with those, with those stories, whatever you have to do. I'm not saying like ask someone else what to do, but, you know, try to, you know, be like a sponge and listen to all the stories from people who went through similar things in similar stages and, you know, ask them these kind of things, basically. That, that, that was for us, I think, the two secrets. So Agreed. And, and, and listening to those stories gives you it, like you said, you can do what you, you can take in that information and do whatever you want with it, but it gives you that fresh perspective and keeps you going, especially when you're in a different environment. And, and Alejo, I have a founder's question. I ask all my founders that hop on the podcast. What is yep. some advice that you know now from your experiences that you would tell your younger self 10 years ago and why? I think that there is um, w- one thing from what you asked me just before, sorry to go back to your question, but this, this idea of not losing sight of the goal, you know, when everything goes, when everything is fucked up, you know, you have to always remember that you have a clear goal on what you're doing, at least today, then you can change it. But as long as you have a clear goal and you share it with the team, that's the only thing that matters. The rest, everything can go, you know, wrong. But if you're going forward to that goal, then you're, you're okay. And then for, you know, as an advice to, to other founders, I would say that if I could talk to the younger, you know, my, my younger myself, it will be about balance, you know, you know, long hours, non-sleep, being on a plane, playing constantly and away from home. But at the same time, seize the moments, have good practices on how you work, uh, being connected, sharing, you know, what you're doing with others. You know, having, having a balance between hard work and enjoying having a balance between, you know, in, in every sense, you know, like food and pleasure and work, family and friends. For us, it was very hard because we were very far away and it was very hard to keep that balance. And I think that the, the, the hardest moments that we that, that we faced and that we still face because, you know, it's, we, we still have to travel a lot. It's because we it's very hard for us to keep that balance. Um, but, you know, as long as you can keep that, 
you should be okay. It's it's interesting you say that, right? Because you know, including myself and so many other founders, it's it's all about work, work, work. But it, it leads to that burnout. But the balance is actually what makes you progress more in the long run. Yes, and to be honest, me myself, I have a personality of you know deep diving, and I can work up to sixteen hours, and I don't get I don't get tired actually, you know, and I, and I don't I don't get burnout. I can keep going this next day sixteen hours again. I don't have and believe me, it's not I'm not exaggerating. But then, you know, you you go away from, you know, you work and you go out for one day and then you come back fresh and then you have the best idea that you didn't have in the past six days Agreed. that you were just working. It's, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck it works in mind, but, but that's, that's true. Sorry Agreed. for the word. <laughs> Absolutely. For I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Go Moment and Quake Capital for helping me put this podcast together. I'd also like to thank our new partner, Startup Boost, for supporting the Unsexy Movement. Startup Boost is a 30,000-member startup ecosystem in New York City, which hosts a variety of events for seed and Series A tech founders, including mixers, investor nights, and panels. For anyone that is interested in joining the Startup Boost ecosystem, I'll share the link below. Also, for anyone that is interested in using any of BlueSmart's products, I'll leave the link as well. They have duffel bags, suitcases, and laptop bags that you can carry around that are smart and easy to access with your phone. If this podcast helped you or you learned something new, please leave an iTunes rating by going to the link I provided below as well. Until next episode, this is Samai Parikh signing out. Mm-hmm.